fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, February 11th, 2012, episode 106 of The Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. This is a weekly glimpse, if you will, into what's going on with marijuana, the industry locally and abroad, of course. Hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Watch us. Give us a call, 406-204-4687. You remember that yet? That number? I know. No. What area code? It takes it takes like a <laughs> hundred episodes then you will. I, but, uh, I actually I don't think I've ever tried to memorize it. it. Or I used call to, it. I used to call it from the future for uh, the other show. And then yeah, it was a stupid bit. Uh found a, a cool new uh piece of technology, I think. You wanna talk yeah. about maybe I think uh, we should actually. I think I just want to point this out because uh, I know people text a lot and such such texts could be used as evidence, potentially, right? Yes, it can. Records as from, we've seen in recent right. cases um, of the federal <laughs> agents uh, seizing cell phones and using the text messages to get enough evidence to investigate even local and then uh, the warrant officials. and then boom, door down on the floor. But like throughout throughout the ages, people have kind of used different codes and whatnot to kind of see mm-hmm. like, hey, is it snowing there? Wink, wink. Huh? Right, right. Want to go snowboarding? But so I with this, I think you can. You still, it's just good practice not to be liberal with your. Yeah, with I don't your think, words. I don't think. Yeah, I think that there still should be some some. Uh, Practice you just tone some, it down a little uh, bit, just you know, a little. like still keep it. But, but I think with this, you don't have to worry about Big Brother. We think, hopefully, we think. And if anybody uh, knows development for Android, Java, what have you, uh, if you want to help us test this, that'd be cool. So, uh, if you have an Android device, go to the market, turn your ringer off, and search for Text Secure. This is a beta SMS text client. That when used just, if it's just you, just on your phone, it'll encrypt all your messages. The yeah. whole thing, boom. Which Can't, is kind of neat because it password, yeah. you can set it up to like time out your password so that if you don't use your phone in f- totally, five or it, 10 yeah. or 20 or three hours or whatever, it'll it'll make you put in a password to view your text messages, which is nice. And then I had to do that because I was driving and like every message I got, it was like password. I'm like, fuck. Right. I think but, I have mine set to like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. So it. I think more so it's a peace of mind if your shit gets stolen. Right. Because I don't know. I don't know what you're texting about. I don't know what I'm texting about. I'm just saying uh, if that got stolen, there's a lot of information there. So uh, this will prevent anybody from accessing that without the password. Correct. But the cool thing now, this is so fucking awesome. If you have a friend that has Android that has this... It knows that, and it says, hey, you want me to encrypt this path from you to him? And I said yes, and now every message from my phone to yours, totally encrypted and secure. 
It, it kind of made me feel like an NSA agent. Right? Are we on a secure line here? I, I need Click. a Bluetooth Yes, thing. we are. Over. Go. Right. Oh, secure line. Now I can, you know, feel... I, I, not that we've been able to test it, but uh, I don't think it, that... The, the, the lock icon? Yeah. Very convincing. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. It, it, I, I felt instantly. I was like, huh... And then, this like, nice. how you can verify uh, each the other's key. keys, yeah, yeah. you know, and make sure that everything is, is this good and Ian? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. It's pretty long, the key. I like it. Right. It's, uh, so encrypted text messaging, which means it, what? how many bits is it encrypted with? I believe it's 256 AES, which last count with modern tech is like a 500-year uh, brute force attempt. So... So you know, I think if, if don't I'm not a developer I haven't sure. dug into let's, it but from what I let's say yeah. let's say six months just to just to to, t- it, to crack down it? yeah let's say six right. months well if you send 350 text messages a week you just flush the that's, cache I mean that's a lo- that's a lot to decode to see wh- where you were wh- that's just a lot of data to go through to see you say. Right. Sure, let's meet for lunch. Or It's much easier to park in front of your business and listen to you yeah. with the magic ear thing. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And like I said, I don't know how uncrackable or how protected you are, but from what I've seen, it works. And the guy that develops it is like high-tech. It, yeah, Whisper Core, Whisper Systems. They're doing things. They're the guys hardening Android, I think, for the uh, DoD or something so that they can have their own version. Oh, yeah, Moxie, Moxie Marlin Spike. But okay, I just think it was cool. I mean, when when yeah. you told me to grab it, I thought, oh, encrypted text messaging, cool. Like, and I just, found it because uh, the the most popular one is called Handsent, and someone that we do the Android show with found out that even if you delete a message, it keeps all of them forever. And so we were all like, whoa. So then I Ooh. stopped using it, and yeah, interesting. And then where does it keep them? There's a couple databases inside if you go to – if you have to have, like, a file explorer and you can go into the hands-in Android data, whatever. Oh, just on your phone, though, not <coughs> right. on a remote server or something. Right, right. Oh, okay. But, but still, still, if I yeah. say delete this – I want it gone. Yeah. Like gone, Especially if gone. then I lose my phone and all of a sudden the NSA is digging into it, which, I mean, that's never going to happen. But Don't I'm just say never. I'm just saying – I didn't think I'd ever we, have to talk to the Secret Service and the DEA. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, that's, especially handcuffed to a chair. I was expecting waterboarding or something. You know, I mean, like, is it, it fair to say my chances have increased since taking you on as co-host? Yes, of the of the show. Okay. Well, you did get put in handcuffs because I, of me. I did. That never happened with Sandy. Yeah, we, we went to a couple of protests. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're Let's bad. See. You're you're trouble. Yes, yes. That's why I wear collared shirts. That's why it's more I gave incognito. you a. A, a text secure client. <laughs> Quit texting me unless it's encrypted. Even if it's, hey, uh, I'm on my way. <clears throat> and even if you're not in the medical marijuana industry, just, I don't know, just the principle. Use it. It's, it these are my messages. If, if you think about it, like all the people that have cell phones now, there's so much information traveling through the air. I feel a little better knowing that mine is wrapped in a, you know, unbreakable tunnel. That's all. So, Tech Secure point five. It's a beta, which means we're all helping everyone that uses it. Uh, kind of helps test it. So, MMS doesn't work. I've noticed, right? Which I think it, the uh, Verizon's MMS servers won't support the encryption tunnel. So it's it like tries to connect, and that's like Bleh. so. 
But, but who for, cares? But for text, I think it's, I mean, it's... We're I've, not politicians sending dick pics to Twitter. Like, I mean... Yet. Yet. If he had that, that may have if, saved if his If I became life. a politician, I, you know, and actually I think that might be a way to become a politician is get that publicity. That, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, look, I wasn't even famous and I did it. <laughs> What's <laughs> yeah. up? Elect me now. That's right. At least I don't have anything to hide. I will not apologize. <laughs> so just a little something helpful we try to pass along from us to you. So text secure, check it out in the Android market. Yeah. Next, cool. did you hear... This is huge news. It happened while you were coming up here. You may not have heard. We have the first marijuana fatality. Wait, 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 wait. I can't. What? Ha- what did he like choke? On- was he eating like a plant and choke he on was, a stem and he was, choke to death? He was just a guy in New York selling some weed, and he got shot by the cops, and now he's dead. So it's a shame. Why did the police shoot him? It's a shame because he was was selling weed. Oh, I can't sell weed. So are they are they portraying this as like marijuana killed him? Uh, they're. mm, It it depends who you ask, I suppose. Uh, There's a a a group that is which came first, kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. It's if he wasn't, would he have gotten shot? What but if he was like, selling a different drug? Exactly. Then, what if he was out there slinging rocks? Then he would have gotten shot not by the cops, but by another dealer. Exactly. Oh, okay. Which wouldn't but have the been weed. recorded, because they would have rolled right. him, took right. the rocks off of him, and disappeared or something. Their cameraman was also arrested. Uh, marijuana can be very dangerous in the sense that it's illegal, and can get <laughs> you thrown into jail, or worse. A man in the Bronx, New York, found this out recently when he was gunned down by the police. All he had on him? Some marijuana. No one has ever died directly from marijuana, but many die from prohibition. And this this kind of is, I thought, was a pretty interesting uh, topic. That How many laws do we know of that cause more harm and more negative effects to uh, society as a whole? Than like the the actual the, the act crime. that they're yeah exactly right. like do is that common? Uh, well, I think it is. I mean, I th- we mentioned on a di- <laughs> is that right? I, maybe we were just talking about it, but the guy that got fifty years for downloading music, music yeah, movies, yeah. and then the Last rapist murder guy that burned the chick's body only got fifteen years. And Montana Wizard in the chat has a good point. He says so he didn't pay him off, eh? So maybe if you pay the right cops off, you can be safe. Is that? Did you pay off those agents? No. I should. Well, kind of. I, I mean, they, they, we didn't really. You. I mean, they just took what they wanted. So in a sense, I mean, they. That is kind of huh? Yeah, they That's came weird. in. and Was like, all right, Bonus. give me your shit later. Huh? Why don't you go down and get me a cup of coffee while you're waiting? That's interesting. Uh, did, if you would have been using this, would that have made any kind of difference? Using text secure? Yeah. Like, no. they didn't have any of that kind of stuff, no. right? You know what, though? So, on my phone, I have a... <laughs> the, the agent wanted to know if I ever conducted any uh, uh, medical marijuana business over my cell phone. And and 99% of the time, no. I, I don't. And, and patients don't call my cell phone... Typically, oh right, okay. you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not arranging um, medical marijuana exchanges on my cell phone, no. and, and I do that on the work dis- phone. 
Right. And so, and, and the DEA agent asked if he could look through my phone, and I said, absolutely. The embarrassing thing is, is uh, I had like $300 in ones. And it's like, if you have 300 bills, it's actually like a pretty tall stack of cash. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and $1 bills aren't always like the most crisp, flat things. So yeah. if you put 300 $1 bills together, it's, it's like a six inch stack of cash. And the backstory is, is that my boss hates getting one. I mean, he hates having this huge wad of ones to deal with. And so as a joke, I took a picture of this, this $300 worth of ones <laughs> that somebody brought in to pay for their cannabis with. And I took a picture of this stack of $1 bills right. and sent it to my boss as a joke. Like, here's your payday, brother. Awesome. You know, it's a Leave big it on stack the door. of ones. So that was like the first picture that was on my phone when the DEA agent hit my phone, hit my pictures button. And so here's this, this, this huge, not a huge stack. Just but like expecting a, the like glitz and glamour and here's a stack of $1 bills. Right, but he's like, why, why do you have this? Because, I mean, it's only the top bill that you can see. The rest of them, you wow. know, you don't know what denomination they are. I was and practicing so my fucking uh, making fake money. How's it look? Is that nice? <laughs> right. Is that what you want to hear? Um... <laughs> But uh, uh, he, he, I offered for him to look through my text messages. He wasn't very interested in that, to be quite honest. I mean, yeah. he, he kind of could care less, really. They were kind of a disinterested bunch, from what I uh, gathered. Well, right, because we didn't have any other drugs and no guns, and, and I, you know... I... We've directed them up the street and to the left, and uh, you'll find the pharmacy. Right. They will have what you're looking for. Right. Oh, well. Well... So, They'll have it. Good luck getting it out of that motherfucker. What what is what what is a group of people to do when the laws are causing more harm than the acts? Just lay down and take it like a man, bite down on this. And well, no, I think I think it. I think it would be interesting as as if a community as a whole just started ignoring the law, and so that isn't that what happens though every day? How many people smoke weed or in, ingest weed millions. in some way? Millions, right? Right. What other thing does that many people do that's illegal? I mean, besides rape speeding, and speeding, traffic violations, you know, like things right, like right. that. Um, some people don't pay taxes. Some people get paid under the table. You know, sure. I mean, there's other things. But um, do those other things cause <sighs> negative or, or are they a detriment to society as a whole? If someone's ditching relative, out, if someone's ditching out on their taxes, is, doesn't that make everything else worse for the overall i don't think so really no if everybody pitches in a little or is it not because of where it's going it doesn't even matter anyway the taxes that an american citizen pays is such a small percentage of the federal government's income that i don't really feel i i don't know i i I wish government spending wasn't so high so we didn't have to pay taxes is what i I guess (laughs) is what i'm getting at and so if nobody paid their taxes like if if every if all 307 million people in america said not filing taxes this year what what would the government do uh, if nobody yes, filed are. their taxes, <laughs> yes, like, you are. Write an angry letter, <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> and I mean, I know that there's millions of people that smoke cannabis every day and ignore the law, but I mean, everybody, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like everyone. I if think a lot. Nobody. Of- if if everybody went out 
got a bag of weed, and then and and three hundred and seven million people went down to their local precinct, right. and it was like, I have marijuana. What are you gonna do? Yeah, like the, there's nothing that they could do. Right. It's kind of like when they asked the us the Occupy thing, kind of the strength in numbers. I mean, we've seen them haul off hundreds of people. You almost need sure. a, an army at that point, and right? that's what I mean about like everybody. And this is just an idea about you know an unjust law or something. If everybody was in on it, then. Um, but that's the only way it would work, and I feel like right now there is a huge amount of pot smokers that are chill. Like, they they feel that they're okay. I have no problem getting my pot. This doesn't mm-hmm. affect me. I've never been arrested, never had any – like, uh, the, respons- the more responsible, you know, we're not driving around, it's an at-home after-work type of thing. I feel like that group is very unmotivated because to them there is no problem. You can get so removed you know, from... I, I, I felt that way before medical marijuana. Sure, sure. But cannabis wasn't a problem. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like... I. That was something that I just... It, it wasn't a concern. It wasn't, wasn't being an pushed on either. you, but if you wanted it, you could get it, but it wasn't like, you know, in your face and everything. Well, it kind of it was. It just depends well, on who you hang out with, though. True. I mean, who, exactly. who you surround yourself with, right. you know, and like... I mean, there's cannabis two is cliques everywhere. in high school you could be in that ha- that you will never see marijuana. Well, I didn't. Just two. I was a late bloomer. Well, I didn't smoke cannabis until I was twenty-one. Really? Uh huh. Wow. Um. When did you first drink? Two months before my twenty-first birthday. Hmm. So alcohol was your personally your gateway drug. It's interesting. Um, correct. And the only reason I really started drinking was because all of my coworkers had decided that I had to take 21 shots on my 21st birthday. And I had never really drank before. And so for two months before my 21st birthday, all I did was me and my buddy like did nothing but drink. I was trying to build my tolerance the up. The montage, so like, like just, dun, just, dun, dun. just seeing like how <laughs> oh, many man. shots we could take in a night. But you know shots what I mean? are so small, but when there's 21 of them, it's, it's a bottle. Ugh. It's a bottle. Definitely a whole bottle of booze. We used to just take 21 bong hits. It was much, much safer. Absolutely. Um, Except for, I don't think that... You couldn't do it in a bar, which... <laughs> right. I mean that's half the fun. I, I wound up taking twenty three shots actually. Um, oh, a buddy of mine followed, like wrote all the it gives shots me down. chills just thinking about. Well, and yeah. I mean, but I, I'm not kidding. I mean, every day I went home after work and like would get drunker than fuck just to build up my tolerance level so that I could go out and impress my friends. And then it was only after my twenty first birthday that we went out and got drunk. I was hungover, and a buddy was like, well, hey, why don't you take a little puff on this? Oh. Well, yeah, it make you feel that? better. Just huh? take one hit, let it let it mellow you out. Is that K2? Is that spice? Oh, that's real shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's real that's marijuana. real stuff. Yeah. So started my um, experimentation with substances. And that was it, that huh? Moment. It gave you well, yeah, s- because I, I, I immediately realized after, after I kind of got stoned that this isn't that big of a deal. Like right. I'm, my first time being stoned, I was uncomfortable because like then we went and shot pool afterwards, and I was like out of my element <laughs> and kind of like uh. You're like but sitting like, there waiting for that odd urge to rape white women. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, I'm just well I'm, since I'm white, I was actually wanting to rape black uh, women. Right, right. It's op- opposite for us. Right, and right. here in Kalispell, it's really difficult because it's true. It's kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack. That's true. It's like looking for Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. And it didn't take me very long to realize that everything that I had been taught as a recovering Mormon and as a, you know, pretty straight edge, kind of clean cut, nerdy, 
clean kid. Everything that I had known or been taught about cannabis, I had learned that it was a lie. Did that make you want to see what else? Exactly. Isn't that crazy? I wanted to try everything else because I wanted to have my own opinion. And that's why I gave up any sort of religion. And that's why I gave up a lot of different things because I started thinking for myself and making my own decisions. It's it's almost an act of taking responsibility again. You're you're taking back the responsibility because you're, you're, people are always like you know put your trust in God. He'll he'll make sure you know he won't ever give you anything you can't handle. And I feel and, like when people open their eyes and realize that that's all bullshit. Have you ever wondered they, where they're actually putting their trust? When somebody says put your trust in God, like what are they actually doing with their with that emotion? I I always thought it just manifest into the ether and like if they believed hard enough, it goes to that whole you create your own reality thing. I think I know for we've them, talked about that. It depends too how delusional they are. It's the people that hear voices, like multiple personalities. like they actually the people hear that talk God. to God. Right. Well it's the ones that God talks back to that you worry about. Because he's always saying, like, you know, go kill him or go do God makes humans no, do nasty shit. I I've feel met like. some really nice people that say that God tells them what to do. Really? You know what I mean? Like, oh well, you know, besides this is what pas- God wants me to do. Besides pastors? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah. But see, I I'm a recovering Mormon and so in, in that religion, I think people are a little bit more um, dedicated to the facade. Right. I think they're a little bit Because if we all believe in it, it, it will be. Mm-hmm. It, it'll become and that And we've other. talked before about, um, you know, individual truth. And since, you know, your consciousness is unique to you and what yeah. you see is true. And if you think that, then it's true to you. So I wonder in that line, if the people that are constantly like looking over their shoulder, constantly paranoid that someone, like, I wonder if they manifest that, whatever it is that's causing that paranoia. I'm glad you brought up paranoia. They get Um, themselves. We had mentioned the great debate page that we uh, are, I participate on occasion on Facebook and it's, and it's just this page where people are debating different issues. There's like a couple of people in there. There's a, there's a woman in there and she's, uh, I, I don't know, 50, 60 years old. She's an elderly lady. And, um, she's very paranoid. She's just a medical marijuana patient, but she is really afraid of the federal government coming to arrest her. And and I I, I couldn't think of a single situation where there's actually been a patient that has had just a patient, not somebody that's directly um, profiting off of cannabis or somebody that's you know directly involved with the manufacturing of cannabis, but just a patient. I feel like that's done on purpose because well, if right, they because mess with the patients, they'll have groups because on them how are they going to know what patient they're pulling out of the pat they're going to pull the chances are they're going to pull out the cancer patient they're going to pull out the person that really does need it and they're going to kick down this poor old lady's door throw her in handcuffs treat her like a a drug czar and realize that she is really sick and that's going to that's going to show like you know that that over powered sense that our federal government it's, has it, for its it, that nothing like that displays our nation's police state better right and especially when they get the wrong house right love that right especially after the story last week about the chainsaws no knock chainsaws that was a different show maybe but yeah, yeah. i don't remember they, no they wanted chainsaws. to increase the the fear i guess or the, the the whole atmosphere so instead of the battering ram chainsaws no way yeah way did it wrong house sorry be moving on now (laughs) like 
Come on, guys. Could you imagine being the the right house that's uh, next door and watching the SWAT the back, team? Yeah, like, watching the SWAT team pull out chainsaws and oh run up to the God. front door. You know, you're like flushing <laughs> shit down the toilet. While Bill, you're... hand me the hockey mask. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Chainsaws. No, not. That seems like a, a like... A brash overuse of fear. Well, and we we kind of took it to the place that says if you use anything like that, you have to have the right house. There is zero room for like. I'm pretty sure that's. I mean, they all look the fucking same. Let's just do it. Like you at that level, you could scare someone to death. Literally, I feel, to death or traumatize lady. some young kids. Kids, dude. You know what I'm saying? Well, imagine they're watching like uh, Friday the 13th or something. Dude, and then, you know, they're like 12 and 13. Mom and dad's in and bed and they stormy. snuck downstairs to watch a scary movie. Oh, and all of a sudden a chainsaw rips through the front door. You know, they'll probably be seeing a counselor for the rest of their lives. At least. Who's going to pay for that? <laughs> I could barely put them through school. You know how expensive books are. They say we got to get them an iPad now. Every student. What the fuck is this? Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that it, and that that goes back to the law being worse than what was happening. Correct. And nine times out of ten, what they break the door down and enter into is usually n- there's nothing massively going going wrong there, except right. maybe no hostages. We're feeding ourselves on ramen because the economy sucks. But like right. that's no the only hostages, crime. Yeah, nobody yeah. In, in direct no danger or rape dungeons harm. or it, like it's so blown out of proportion that. Mm-hmm. But people that that's what they think it's like. If you gave tours of the dispensary, I bet more people. Like they they would they they would be like wow that's not at all what I expected. I think they have like preconceived notions that you, they're gonna walk into this Rasta filled room with black dready guys and like you know that kind of atmosphere like from the the movie PCU when he, he sits there and smokes all that weed and then forgets to get the beer gutter. But I think people think it's like that, right? You've you've seen it where they're like, "Wow, this is really nice." I was expecting a shithole. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the Fed said when they came into our place. Yeah, ex- like, exactly. Oh, our, well, Perfect example. This, uh, <clears throat> hey, this is clean. Where's the smoking room? There isn't outside one outside at your house. <laughs> yeah, on your back porch at home, jerk. Um. Oh well. well I th- I think there's quite a few examples of that. Um. Like the the kid that got three consecutive life sentences for not ratting on his brother for being a drug dealer, and then but that's still the drug, drug related, dealing right? brother only got three years. Really, his, and the kid that didn't sell any drugs but he just didn't spill the beans because right. he was he was knowledgeable. He got three consecutive life sentences, and the drug dealer got a way less sentence. Wow! And so like that's another like example of how and maybe uh, maybe with the the whole um, copyright stuff. I think that sometimes that gets taken too far and that the the law is causing more damage than what the people are actually doing. Where if the companies would just change their business model and take advantage of the fact that people want digital music and they they will get it right. regardless, right. then, you know, it's it's just going to keep happening. And, and I mean, I don't know how much money iTunes makes from well, selling Look at it this way, both industries, marijuana and the tech in all of that lawsuit bullshit, how much money is going into the hands of lawyers? 
Like, they make bank Piles. regardless of what happens. Piles. They're like the people on the fence waiting for God. And, you know, like, is it, is it real? Is it not? Uh, like, they just, they play both sides and just make uh-huh. so much money. I remember there was an argument. Maybe they're this, to blame. I, I remember there was an argument over some um, elected officials that, um, I'm sorry, they, were, they weren't elected. They were appointed um, somebody ah, in an elected office different chose some attorneys and gave them a job uh, in Washington, D.C. Well, before they had the, the federal job, they had a certain position with their law firms. And, and then when they got a job for the, fed, for the federal government, their position on those topics flipped. And really? next thing you know, they're fighting what they were trying to succeed wow. with. And the reason is, is like, and I and I like to point you this go out. Where the money is right? well, right? A lawyer like is doing his job by, you know, do his job is to do whatever the guy that's paying him is asking him right. to do, even and if so, it's a murderer or right. Rapist and so, or you like, if agree. you're a defense attorney and you're yeah. you're defending a murderer, like, it's not that you. Th- the lawyer doesn't have to necessarily think that he's innocent, but his job is is to represent him in the court of law. Well, these these two individuals, uh, these two different lawyers, when they got this federal job, they flip-flopped on their positions on things, and there's this big uproar about, hey, what happened to your values and those kinds of things? And it was like, what values? Like, they're getting paid to I'm do in this. It, I'm in it this to is win their it. job. Yeah, and right. so like, if, if the guy that signs your check says, hey, uh, this is what we need to do, Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll do that. It's it's when that happens in so many different kinds of industries. Like the pe- I mean, the people in Alaska that are drilling for oil. Some people feel really strongly that they're participating in killing the planet, and like they, it's it's just a job. But they think that it's the people themselves. They're like, you know, you're the evil one because you do it. Right. But that guy's just trying to feed his family, just right. like the cop. Just like I mean, anybody that you're just doing a job. Mm-hmm. What has to change is the directives well, of that job to say the yeah. last guy from uh, Leap that we interviewed. Yeah. How he was saying that in private, most police officers will say that it is kind of the the prohibition laws are kind of fucked up. But publicly, oh, they can't. They can't do that. The, the but in private, is, they, did you see weakness? Get him, guys. <laughs> and you know we've we've gone over quite a few um, government employees that have lost their positions. With the government, just for you know, speaking their opinion on on prohibition or whatever. Um, Which I th- I thought it was the government's best interest to keep as many of its people like employed and and productive as possible. Seems like that's kind of counterproductive. So let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about this. This is something I, that, that keeps coming up. We all know booze, alcohol drinking that causes about two 2.1 million car deaths uh, or car accidents each year that's here in the u.s uh, which cause almost eleven thousand traffic fatalities each year so that's okay. al- alcohol right uh, many drug users claim that a few puffs of pot before getting behind the wheel are perfectly harmless but a new study shows that drivers who smoke marijuana within a few hours of hitting the road are almost twice as likely as stone-sober motorists to be in a crash that results in serious injury or a death. Is that true? I wonder where they get their control group for this. 
Because there's so many conflicting studies. You know, there's a study saying that, you know, cannabis is found in many people's systems in a injury-producing <clears throat> right. uh, traffic accident. But it's very rarely only cannabis. Cannabis is found often, but there's also other drugs in their system, whether it be so prescriptions who, or alcohol. Who picks? Is that dealer's choice? Whatever, whoever is doing the autopsy gets to pick which one of the substances was the cause. Well, that's what the... We'll the, go marijuana this that, time, because I get paid. Uh, the, the portfolio that I put together uh, for the last legislative season has that has a study in it about yeah. traffic-producing things. And, the fatalities. And if you, if you eliminate... If you look for traffic accidents um, that the driver only had cannabis, just cannabis, no alcohol, no right. prescriptions, just cannabis, the results are really nothing. How's but that number? Cannabis is found often in traffic accidents yep. in conjunction with other substances as well. So the, it, Th that's like taking a blood test and showing that there are sugars in his blood and being like, "Well, better better book him. It was the sugars." Like right. every that's in everybody. That's that's the least common denominator. Like we right. all eat sugar, so you can't. There's got to be a better way to show exactly. Like, do we need cameras in our cars? Would that would that help? Would that would that feel creepy? Like someone's watching you drive. <laughs> Slow down. Hey, put your seatbelt on. Hey, look at the road. Wh hey, how awful would that be? Like a little Yoda just riding shotgun with you. This is why we need cars that drive themselves. We're getting there. I know. And actually, if you ask the people that are in those industries, they would tell you that they could have been doing that about 10 years ago, but society wasn't ready. We're not ready for... Automatic driving cars. Right. We still... I'm it's ready. It's weird. I'm ready. Because think Dude, about it. I would totally get like a minivan kind of thing for like road trips. And just chill. You could, yeah, you could just build sit in the back. I, and, totally. Yeah. I'd be in a trailer in the back with like a, you know, like a whole room. <laughs> you know? Making sushi on the counter while you're going somewhere. I, so I mean, amazing. I don't know why. I God, I don't. Does I don't this go that. back to the argument that uh, medical marijuana states the people that live there are better at smoking pot than places without medical because they? No, I don't think so. I think that being better at smoking pot is. I, I don't think it's that medical marijuana right? has anything to do with your experience of of smoking. I marijuana. feel like because there's medical, it's made more people more experienced. There's less like first timers that take a couple hits and are like, "Oh fuck," you know. Like more, I don't think that medical more people marijuana are more familiar with it. I think. I think. I think the. I don't think that a state with medical marijuana. There are people that start using cannabis because of a medical marijuana law. But it's not a majority of the cannabis users. It's a small percentage of the people that use cannabis in that state. Okay. And so that, that small percentage of people that are new to cannabis because of medical marijuana law, they're, they're not experienced smokers. Right. So they, they're, they're, they're not They're the practiced. first timers. But everybody else probably has already been using cannabis. That's true. I was I good don't at smoking think that pot before. I honestly don't feel that medical marijuana introduces more people to smoking cannabis or as many people that as some would like to think. Yes, there are people that start using cannabis because it's legal in their state, but that percentage is pretty small. Right. Most more people, people are, are already familiar with, with the substance. Right. I think it's, it's helped more people be more comfortable about, you know, letting people know it, maybe their family or whatever. It's made them more comfortable about it. 
sure. kind of more accepted, you know not you know, accepted completely, but like, oh, okay, that, you know, you poor thing, this is the only thing that works, that, that sucks for you, that you have to smoke pot to be well type of thing, you know? You know, it's, I noticed this last night while I was um, out on the town, was that um, sometimes I'm, it's not that I'm afraid to say what I do for work, but you know, when you run into somebody that you know, and maybe it's somebody you haven't seen in a while, like one of the most common questions somebody asks is like, so what are you doing for work? Yeah. Or, you know. So what's up? So what are you up to? Or, <laughs> you know, like those kinds of things. And so I've gotten pretty good at like not mentioning what I do for work, but it talking because... about the other things that I do besides working. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I just moved and this and that. Leave it unless they really push it. Like, right. Because, you know, and I know. I'm a you know, spy. I know that some people are very supportive, but there are other people that I know around town that aren't supportive. And it's like I'm out trying to have a good time or I'm out uh, socializing and stuff. And like I talk about cannabis enough and I and, you know, there was a fest. There was a festival thing downtown last night. And like if I had to explain to everybody. Yeah, that's it's like over and over. Oh, you work at a medical marijuana. Cool. Let me talk to you. You have like a crowd gathered. Yeah. What's what's going on with the law? What's what's up with the injunction? What's well, how does that make you feel? It instantly turns Q&A. Right. And that's not what you're there to do. You know, if if I said, oh, yeah, I'm still serving tables somewhere. They'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Peace. Right. But the fact that I have to say, well, I I work at a medical marijuana dispensary. It's like. Useful. Your usefulness has increased at it's, least five percent. From I get being two a, responses. Intra or three, I guess, but only two are that's relevant. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I get three different responses, right. and only two of them are relevant to my point here. One is disinterest. Oh, okay. And the other one is is interest. Like, like is the questions dis- the Q and A thing yeah, happens. Yeah. The third one that's not relevant is the awesome. Right. Oh, cool thing is the disinterest but, followed by like a. a dirty look kind of kind of like a snub like nose they don't want to know and they think that oh my they're Lord, gonna get arrested i hope jesus saves your soul oh, i'm gonna pray for you Ian. because i don't want you smoking that devil uh, weed that devil and weed. so you know that happens and i noticed that last night while i was out is that you know that's a really common question that people ask when you are just uh casually conversating and unfortunately my profession isn't a casual conversation Right. It's very controversial. It's like if you were the abortion doctor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At least yeah. you could just say, oh, well, I work at a health clinic. I would tell people I was a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. Oh. oh. <laughs> I also feel like, too, that that whole, like, what you do before it was legal it was kind of a, a status thing. Like, people would be the man to have friends quote unquote and be cool so i feel like when someone asks you that and that's the first thing you drop it's almost it's almost gaudy because of what people associate with it yeah the loan officer from the local bank says so what are you up to like i'm a drug dealer you know like and he's like oh jesus christ i'm not giving you a house loan i run a fortune 500 company (laughs) you know like uh so like i've just noticed that that's kind of that's it's it's Sometimes I'm unsure right? of how to answer that question. Like, well, what are you doing for a living? Working. And then, well, right, but where do you work? 
or where are you at working? It's, 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 it's disposable conversation. You could almost insert any occupation here and get, you know, a canned response. You can predict the response, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've... I, <laughs> but that's not a normal one, so you'll get more of an inner... It, they'll almost stop and be like, wait, what? You, mm-hmm. Really? And, and because of... Got a fiver? Um, <laughs> because of, you know, the, the length of time that I worked at a, a nice restaurant here in town, you know, I, I, there's a lot of folks that remember me from, from that. And right. so because I don't work there anymore, they're interested to see... Where you've oh, moved where on. You, and, and, you know, like last night it was, where are you waiting tables at now? Uh-huh. In Evergreen, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, I just don't want to explain myself. I actually retired. Times. You guys were such amazing yeah. tippers that I was actually able to pay my college loans off and retire. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, how are you? Thank you so much. Thanks for the $3, jerk. I know, right? Um, Ungrateful. You know who are grateful, though? People that smoke pot. They're yeah. generally a, a little nicer. Yeah. Especially if you're the bud tender. Yeah. You feel like people kiss your ass a little uh, more than than necessary? Like it was cool at first maybe, but now it's just like, yeah, okay, I know. Shut no, up. people don't. Well, okay. Define ass kissing. Like being really, really out of their way. Almost like a fake, hi, how's it going? Beautiful. Everything is great. No, I Validating everything you the, say. The most the, the the biggest sense of ass kissing that I get is people bring me things like cookies tr- or cake oh, really? or to try out smoothies or drinks or yeah, but not medicated stuff. Like they're just cooking at home and like oh, really yeah or like you know Thanksgiving somebody brought me down like a turkey sandwich because I said that's my favorite part about Thanksgiving is the leftover <laughs> turkey sandwiches the next day. Do you you know so somebody brought me down a, a turkey sandwich the next day and said this is leftover turkey sandwich you can, know and like you can know you like eat that. What? Like, are you weird about that? I don't know. I'd be weird about that. Yeah, I didn't no, see I'm, it. Okay. I am so kind that's, of, okay. like, the turkey sandwich I didn't eat. I didn't know if, like, that was going to blow up your spot here or something. They're going to be like, that asshole. He didn't eat that. <laughs> well, no, but, but, you know. I don't, I feel really You had some of the, like, that chocolate that. platter that I had, and it had, like, the uh, homemade uh, Reese's peanut butter balls. Yeah, yeah. and and Those were ca- good. Sweets and right. shit I'll eat yeah. all day. And but. so, like, that's, I think that's the biggest form of ass kissing that I get. I was just talking to a friend uh, yesterday about. Um, people. It seems like a lot of people want to take advantage of the bud tender. Like, you know, whether it's with the front or if it's with, oh, give me five extra dollars off, or give me this for free, or like, it seems like. I wonder if that's much more than ass kissing. I get. You know, it's like I'm not an idiot either. Like I've been right. doing this longer than medical marijuana, kinda, and like, like I over know the top when you're trying to hustle me, right? I over know the top when you're stories, like yeah, and I don't really care why your check's right. not. At, you couldn't cash your check, <laughs> and I don't really care. And no, you have yeah. to pay. You know, and like right. I feel like people are always trying to swindle. You know, like and trying to hustle. I their wonder way too through if it. different dispensaries set different standards. Like the first time, or the fr- maybe the first time it's happened, he's paid every time for the last three months but this one time but then you do it that one time and now that's the standard and all of a sudden it becomes okay and I wonder if they carry that I, with them the patients from place to place I think so I think a lot of expecting the same and I think treatment. a lot of patients haven't adjusted to the whole mentality of it being medical and having like you a storefront you can't go to the pharmacy and be I, like can I right hey you know, can I get like, a few extra 
Yeah, yeah, give me a few extra pills. Come on, man. Nobody's oh, going to notice. Like, can I pay like, you later? Yeah, like nobody's going to notice. Lay plan, but can I take them home? You know, and I work with people, and and the friend that I was talking to was saying that, you know, I need to be careful because people, you know, obviously take advantage of me. And, and I know that they do, and I've done some things for people. Like, I've bailed someone out of jail, <laughs> and I've made sure that somebody, like, had a couple hours of work so they could... You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I've, and I've gone out of my way to help a few people out. But as the person, you can kind of set how far that's willing to go. Right. You know, well, you and can... I'm always willing to give somebody a chance. I don't ever expect anything from anyone. I just don't expect right. much. But I, I'm constantly, like, trying to... You know, I go out of my way. Like, when I went and bailed my patient out of jail, like, he didn't think he was getting out of jail. Yeah, like he thought he was going to be in jail for a couple weeks, you know, and his bail was only like 250 bucks or something. But he didn't have anybody to go pay the nobody he knew had 250 dollars. And that sucks. That's a. And so here's my patient stuck in jail for something stupid, you know, and it was like, fuck, man, I would hate to be in jail and 250 dollars be standing between me. Has he paid me back? No, no. And it's been three months. Is it awkward? (laughs) He doesn't come around too often. I think he uh, feels really guilty. Well, and, like, if he would just, like, here's the thing, though, is honesty is rewarded in my book. So if you just come in and be like, dude, I, I don't have the 250 bucks. Right. And, I, and I'm not going to have the 250 bucks. Thanks for bailing. You know, like, Thanks. I would I would respect yeah. the honesty. You know in, what I'm Instead saying? of just disappearing. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, but I'm most not gonna... people, I feel, would, would choose the route with less confrontation, and Patience they would rather... Would... Patients will change providers exactly. over a $20 debt. They won't want to pay back the $20, and they will change providers so they don't have to come up with the extra $20. Is that the black market mentality? Living oh, yeah. On? Like, I don't oh, want to yeah. get my legs broken, so I'm going to go over right. here now, even though this is Kalispell, and it's, like, this big, and right. we can't oh, go anywhere it, without totally seeing it. five people we know. But I think that's totally it. <clears throat> And sometimes, you know, like, I'll, I'll call other dispensaries and be like, so, so-and-so has a $60 debt here. Just, just so, so you know. know. Yeah. Just so what's you know. to stop you from getting a free eighth and changing providers every three months or Nothing. whatever? Exactly. And I think most of the dispensaries here have stopped doing that because people were seriously taking advantage of it. Right. Well, when the guy gets back around to the one he first started at, yeah. he's like, wait, I remember you. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Were you here three weeks ago and I gave you a quarter? Yeah. Like, better go next county over. Um, but you know what I haven't seen? is a massive increase in traffic problems because of this. Because of medical marijuana yep. in the state? Yeah. Well, DUIs are on a decline. Ca- yeah. Fatalities on our roads are on a decline. And and I don't think that marijuana is responsible solely for those things. It's having another choice, right? Like, you went out recently. I went out for a friend's birthday recently. And if you watch people... In that setting, like, they are so wasted. Like, yeah. so completely out of control from being functional in any sense of the word. And I I, I look at that, and it's it's kind of sad because it's like, man, these, you know, look at, look at that's this. Why, that's why if I go out, I leave the bar a little early so I don't have to drive home with all the drunkards. Not right? I can get on the road wow. and get down the road before the bar is closed so that all the drunkies that get kicked out aren't, I'm already at home. That's because that's my biggest concern, because when I go out and if I have to drive, I just I don't drink. Right. And so, like, I'm sober. I've also thought about being a distracted 
instead of a designated driver being the distractive driver. Sure. And so like as the sober individual, you get in your car and tear out of the parking lot and squeal <laughs> your tires and right. slide around the corner and, and don't use your blinker. And look so at the, me, look at me. Right. I'm and so the police wasted. officer pulls you over and is like, all right, sir, we're going to have to do the field sobriety right, test. go guys, go. Yeah. And <laughs> while you're, fun. while you're doing this field sobriety test, sober as a bell, <laughs> all your awesome. drunk friends could like roll by yeah. real slow, like, you know, um, <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Wow. <laughs> the distracted driver. Yeah. So, you know, the... Um, it's a good idea. It's a damn good idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it hasn't made it... I, I just feel like, <laughs> given the choice, I would much, much rather sit somewhere safe and smoke weed than go out and get completely out of control wasted and, you know, who knows. I agree. It's just a different drug. I agree entirely. And and I think it's I think it was really exciting that uh there was that study done that kind of stated that, you know, the the cancer one or the No, the about the tra- the traffic right, right, accidents yeah. and about how can the medical marijuana states had a lower um cuz that was our rate. senators and stuff saying that that it was going to cause this yes. huge like that was their whole one of their big arguments. Right. So and it's to nice to yeah, that it's completely When BS. you look at it, it's actually and and I think that there is a lot of folks in especially here in Montana that are on a marijuana maintenance program, which means that they're they've replaced other drugs, whether it be alcohol right. or harder drugs with the use of cannabis. And so they're they're using cannabis instead of other drugs and therefore they're not getting DUIs they're not drinking and driving they're not they're, they're not participating in that because they they have something else that they can that, that and, they can feed their addiction with and or, just or that their, their change, desire I bet is enough to cause you know a, a huge ripple of better uh, like decisions and choices because of you know they're not under the influence of this cloudy judgment kind of drug I it's a different it, substance in your brain, so you make different. I think you know. at every dispensary across the nation, there are some recovering alcoholics that are using medical marijuana instead of, and and I know that at our dispensary there is because I have a green alcohol based tincture, and yeah. some people <laughs> cannot have it. Nope, they know better than to even smell it because the smell of alcohol oh, makes yeah. them it sets off yearn that, yeah. for it. They yep. you know, and that's all they can think about when they go home is having another drop of alcohol. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm going to go home and claw my brain out now. <laughs> right. And so, it. you know, to accommodate, we make glycerin tincture, you know, yeah. so you don't have to have the green alcohol kind of thing. And so I know that for a fact that the, a marijuana maintenance program is something that has is effective. I mean, a, a specific patient of mine claims that that is the only reason he is not drinking is because of cannabis. It is the only reason that he has been able to stay out of and a bottle. If you think about it, even if that is complete bullshit, isn't that a good thing? If he I thinks think so. that that I mean, either way, right? I think it's, so. Yeah, for because sure. while he was drinking, he was very self destructive. Exactly. I mean, he was. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole like, change in behavior. I correct. Think. So now you know, uh, dude, on this marrow, and and you know, he goes to AA, and he was failing miserably until he started using cannabis, and now you know he hasn't drank. And this guy, actually, and this is kind of interesting. He gave up uh, his. I think it was a six month chip. He had been sober for six months. He gave it up because he had eaten Reason chocolates because there's a chocolate liqueur in them. Oh, wow. And so as he's eating these. And he blacked out and just. No, he just uh. he's eating these chocolates. And as he's eating them, he looks at the back of the bag and it said chocolate liqueur on it. Shit. And he said the only reason he gave his chip up is because he reached back in the bag after reading chocolate liqueur and ate another one. Ah. Uh. 
And then it. he felt guilty because he yeah. knew that there was a form of alcohol, even it though it was okay up until even that. though you could probably eat three or four pounds of those chocolates yeah, yeah. and not feel buzzed. I mean, I don't know, but probably, but, you know. But that's I don't know. But I, but I think that that's uh, showing accountability. You know that yeah. like he like before he started. He didn't have to. Who would have known? Who would have guessed? Right. Then I mean, that whole thing is about self and not you know forget what everyone else thinks. This is for you. So mm-hmm. that's that's cool. So <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> We've solved the problem. What do you think? Uh, do we have time to talk about this? The whole uh, probation thing? I guess real quick, yes or no, uh, should people on probation or parole be able to get medical uh, cannabis? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, moving on. Well, I think that, you know. Because on- most places say, uh-uh, because it's a bad drug and you're a criminal. And Sweet. Drugs here's and your criminals Oxycontins. make it way here's worse. Here's your Lortabs. Here's your morphines. Here's and that's your, what I was going to ask. Here's are, your fentanyl patches. Now go be on house arrest. Are they able to do that? If you're on probation parole, you can still get uh, They narcotic. cannot take Schedule 2 drugs away from you no matter what. Wow. You can get Schedule 2 drugs in prison. If you have a prescription for them outside of prison, you can still obtain your meds what do you in think prison. You could get more cigarettes for oxys or uh, weed. I don't know. I would think probably oxys in in jail, like that whole jail economy, and they just here you go. That's fine, but they don't let no, not I, weed, not I, the weed. We don't. You guys already rape each other enough. This would cause God knows what kind of right, chaos in right. here. I I don't I can't speak about that. I don't know anything about a jail uh, economy It'd be because I've never see, personally like, experienced well, it. Well, right. Me I've neither. talked I to would... people that have spent many years in prison, but that's, you know, It'd be I, interesting I'm sorry, to see but what... I don't know if I really trust everything that they say. Well, yeah, no. You'd have to conduct the study If I was in jail for 10 years, it. I would embellish. Sure. I mean, if you do anything, I mean, sell movie rights, shit. Right. You know, I think that I think that that's I think that's a human nature thing to embellish. I bring on back jailhouse rock. Right. So as as an inmate or an ex inmate that spent ten years in prison, I don't know. Like, I, I think that uh, that's something that uh, you know, people embellish when they go fishing. So if you spent ten years in prison, you're probably going to embellish a little uh, bit anyway. I killed ten people because you know. That's going to make you think I'm awesome, so I'm going to embellish. I just, I would be curious to see, like, out of all the contraband that circulates in that, you know, lockdown, close uh, economy. Like, what there's the most of? What's valued, or what values are placed on which substances, and and what that's based on, if it's, like, how hard they Because they give out prescription drugs in the prison like if you have a prescription for something you can still get your medication in prison and so like some of these drugs are probably widely available in there because if you're they make their way into the right so you go up to the counter you go up to the counter and you get your you know you get your dose you know what i'm saying you like it's regulated they don't give you the whole pottle you you palm it and you know you're on your way type of thing you know they make they give you the two pills or they give you whatever you're supposed to take your mouth Right, but mm. so I think that a lot of that would be prevalent. Um, isn't there? Uh, man, I don't really know much about being in prison. I, are either. you allowed to have cigarettes? Still? I don't know. Never been there. I, I would be curious if any of our listeners have been to prison. Uh, what that? Be curious um, to see. On, on, would you go undercover to film a documentary? Just for like three months. <laughs> how, how, just how, for like three months? How, how, how would you months? be undercover filming a documentary? <laughs> You'd have to blend in. 
to get the the real experience with like a like button the, camera. Yeah, like a pinhole camera. Yeah, you wouldn't I, you be know, in there with like so a full HD, three D, you know, <laughs> film crew and shit. So here's the thing, Are though, you is that this? <laughs> it's real. okay being undercover filming a documentary in a federal penitentiary. I would think that some of the criminals in there would probably figure it out, regardless. You think so? Just because you're a criminal in prison doesn't mean you're a complete idiot. True, but I, I don't know. I, I think you could you could do it. I, I wouldn't blend could... in to begin with. Well, you'd have to study, I feel like. You'd have to have, like, mock prison settings and go over your lines and... and you'd have to method I don't act think that would work. I, I think, think you the could. only way that you could fit in have is if you Have you ever watched prison, prison Break? No. Dude. Dude's brother goes to jail, so he fakes a bank robbery to get put in jail so he can then break them both out. And then it just goes into crazy conspiracy shit. But that part, you know... Like tattooed the map of the thing on his back and shit. Like he went all out. I, I, I just feel like he he was like an engineer and he he did it. I think I I think you could do it with enough training. I don't know I, about me personally, but it, I think it could be done. I, I think the only way that you get experience with that is actually just going to prison. Yeah, Jumping through the hoops. You couldn't watch enough Oz to really absorb what's. I think that show is very embellished on what yeah the penitentiary I'm sure. is. It's very dramatic. There's Would you say of... the same of Weed Wars? I still haven't seen it. Really? Still, still haven't? haven't watched it. <laughs> awesome. I should probably download the episodes or something. There, there's a few. Sorry, MCA ones. or whoever owns that. Download them legally, of course. Yeah. Since you you text me securely about that, okay? <laughs> I don't want any SOPA shit coming up on my phone. Goodness, could you imagine? So, well, I think people died from weed. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. They died from the cops. Okay. Overweed. For overweed. Right, right. Uh, we covered the smoking and driving. Uh, that that, that uh, Nat Geo documentary, it, it, it's... I don't know, man. I, I don't even know. I'll have to finish it and really think about... Is it good for the industry as a whole, or does it not matter because it's not in our state to kind of be like, oh, look at what's going on here in this, you know bankers wanting to get into it and all that does that help it does it validate it or i think the more people that get into it the more persuasion in the government that we would have right the more money that's actually in right right that's interesting and i mean honestly the more business savvy people that get involved the easier this fight's gonna be because they bring their connections right there yeah that's so the more so the more business orientated individuals that get into this so we almost want to encourage that I would. I mean, I doubt that'll affect people here other than, you know, they'll see it on TV and that that whole thing. You know, they'll be exposed to it a little bit. But mm-hmm. but again, this all comes back down to we need to reschedule it. Right. Because until it's rescheduled, this is a very high risk. That would get more bankers feeling more comfortable about putting their money in something that, you know, the feds couldn't just come in and take, take. and be like, oh, your money? Well, that's our money now. Right. And your car and your house mm-hmm. and your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, is that, what is that, what is that that saying? Will Uh, that happen? They'll fight it at tooth and nail. Anytime, anytime a previous regime is about to lose some form of power over Uh. their citizens, they will fight tooth and nail before it gives up. But as history has proven, usually the just overcome the odds or they cop out and say, okay, well we'll legalize this, but we're still mad at you. 
Right. Though, like throughout history, there's always been a struggle for change. Like the the previous power That's has held on to whatever they had <laughs> with all their strength, but it seems like no matter what, progression has always happened. So it got so bad back in in ancient, you know, not ancient, but in England that like it caused a big group of people to actually get on boats and leave. Right. Like, what would that take here to get people to just be like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. Fuck it. And and just leave. Like, I feel like I, you couldn't push people far enough nowadays to get them out of their comfort zone. Like, I'm going to sit on a boat for how long? <laughs> Fuck that. You know, dysentery and ugh. I, I don't know. It seems crazy. Yeah, that, I think like, that's very what relative. Back then, it was religious persecution. I think, they, I and think taxes. if they opened FEMA camps. I think that Constant. people would be getting the fuck out of here. That would, yeah, okay. I bet that would be the line. And if it's not, then I'm sorry. <laughs> we tried. Or if thousands of people come up missing because of the NDA. Right, right. I think people would start to kind of, but I like, think hey, there camps been a, would be the line. There hasn't been a hotbox show in like two months. Whatever happened to those guys? Right. I don't know. They disappeared. It's right. weird. Yeah, if we're ever gone for more than like two weeks at a time, yeah, you right. know that we're in a FEMA camp somewhere. <laughs> there, there's Mark f- our words. If <laughs> I have a Facebook bot that if I don't put in the code every two weeks, it puts all all this shit out there. So you guys can actually see what happened. And you can post the show. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that would be a breaking line. I would think that, that blow your mind? I think that if, if the economy actually fell apart and like there wasn't food in grocery stores and like shit got really oh, tough, yeah. shit think, got real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah. that I think that people would leave. Well, because it are they already wouldn't be in their comfort zone. Exactly. And so like they would be more apt to go search for a new comfort zone, correct. Than to stay in this shithole and try and you know survive. Sp- exactly. Right. That's crazy. People are crazy. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. That got a little off topic, but we always bring it back. It has to do with marijuana. So uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Check out the Stitcher thing, promo code hotbox. Uh, Get Stitch. It's on the site. You can check that out. It'll give us a dollar. Yeah, make sure to check out TechSecure.5 Beta. Help us test it and encrypt your communication. I saw they also had one for encrypting voice calls, but it had been removed from the market. So I went in their chat room and messaged, but no one answered me. So it was it, full voice encryption. I was like, damn. It's called Red Phone. <laughs> Call it the Red Phone. Huh. All right. Uh, leave a message, 406-204-4687. Check out the forums. Check out the Twitter and the Facebook page. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where, this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.